Welcome to Christ Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Please be seated. Picture it. Christmas, 1985. The mother load of all Christmas gifts for a nine-year-old boy sat under the Christmas tree. The G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. (laughs) Words could not describe my emotion at seeing the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. At almost eight feet long, it was a sight to be seen. It was not until I watched Rudy and saw Ned Beatty's reaction to seeing his first Notre Dame game when he said, my eyes had never seen something so beautiful that I had words to describe in my experience. (laughs) This was my Red Ryder BB gun. When built, it was eight feet long, three feet wide, 24 square feet of pure awesomeness. My parents looked at the aircraft carrier box and said, what have we done? (laughs) Like Clark Griswold's neighbors, they began to ask, where are we going to put an aircraft carrier that big? (laughs) And because Christmas vacation was not to come out for four more years, I had not learned the retort, bend over and I'll show you. After discussions of returning it to the store for something that would not take up all the bedroom floor, lots of wailing and gnashing of teeth by me, a failed attempt on my part to run away, the the aircraft carrier was here to stay, parked nicely under the dining room table. (laughs) If only charcuterie boards were a thing back then, we could have had the most awesome charcuterie board ever. Need some more pepper jack cheese? Just raise up the flight deck that the combat striker jet normally sat on and let Duke and Scarlet restock the board. (laughs) This is one of those stories that gets repeated often in my family. Uh, In part because now I send every time there's one that shows up on eBay and say, See mom, it's (laughs) $12,000. But it captures so much about Christmas. The extravagance of God's grace and love to us. One of the things I love about Christmas movies is that it can capture the human experience at Christmas. From turkey dinners that are ruined by the Bumpus' dogs. To impossible expectations of the perfect family Christmas, ruined by a membership of the Jelly of the Month Club instead of a Christmas bonus, standing at the edge of a bridge because you're on the brink of financial ruin, maybe lost in the midst of a commercialization of Christmas and asking, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? Maybe because our images of Christmas are shaped more by the secular Christmas than and its non-religious themes. Themes like family, 
and winter, romance, shopping, lights, gifts, and coziness. A successful secular Christmas demands well-appointed decorations, a verdant tree, joyful children, mistletoe, mistletoe moments with the love of your life, visits with relatives, a dinner feast, and the perfect gift that communicates how well someone is both known and loved. Secular Christmas assumes that we have family nearby and that we actually like them. It assumes that you have a romantic partner, and if you don't, in the magic of Hallmark, one can be provided for you. Secular Christmas assumes you have plenty of financial resources, excess time to pull off the perfect Christmas. The assumption behind the Christian celebration of Christmas is much simpler. The only precondition of observing the Christian Christmas is recognizing that life is hard and it's not easily fixed or repaired by ourselves. As one author says, each of us in our own individual way have experienced the misfortunes of the world and each of us in our own special way have also contributed to those misfortunes. To capture the Christmas spirit, one simply has to be aware that your life is not perfect and it never will be. The truth is, is that many of us tonight probably spent more on Christmas than you really should have. There are those of us gathered here tonight who miss family, who have died or moved across the country. Maybe you've across, moved across the country. We're separated from or haven't yet found our sweethearts. Work hasn't given us the time off to make the perfect Christmas. Secular Christmas, despite being billed as a more universal holiday, doesn't do well at accommodating the poor, the lonely, the grieving, the vulnerable, or essential workers. The world in which Jesus was born, John's Gospel describes it this way. He arrived in darkness, but the darkness could not overcome him. Madeline Lingle in her, uh, her poem, The First Christmas, says he did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners and all their grime and turned water into wine. He did not wait. Luke's gospel places the birth of Jesus within a violent and political environment. Joseph and Mary are traveling to Bethlehem to register for a Roman census. Romans counted people so they could tax them and, conscri and conscript men into war. So that through violence and through war, the Roman emperor could announce that peace had come. The Roman emperor, his designates at the conclusion of a battle that was won, would announce to the conquered territory, good news, peace has arrived. The angel's announcements undermines the victories that Rome and other empires announce. The real good news, the real good news is that the king of peace has been born and God has not forgotten us. The announcements by the Roman empire were good news for the emperor and those in his close proximity to power. But the angels make clear that this good news is good news for all people. Frankly, I need a Christmas message that reminds me that the good news is for all people. 
why I love my Hallmark Christmas movies and their messages that everything will work out. As a Tennessee Titans fan, I know that much in life results in dreams and hopes being dashed. Nadia Boltz-Weber provides a message to those on Christmas. She says, to those who fail to send out Christmas cards once again, for unto you a child is born. Those of you who forgot to order matching pajamas for everyone, child is born unto you. Whoever is listening right now, she says, who needs this baby, it is unto you that a child is born. Unto you, the mother who is without her children. Unto you, who is the addict who cannot stay clean. Unto you, who is the survivor. Unto you, a child is born for those who can't lose it because you have to keep it together for everybody else. Unto you, the bullied kid, this baby is born for you. For those whose family never really got you and for those of you who have lost a parent, a loved one, a spouse, a friend, unto you today a child is born. Unto you who does not know how you in the world you're going to keep it going, unto you a child is born. Because the Christ child is always born wherever he is most needed, wherever a soul needs to feel its worth, the Christ child comes to you. At the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus, we are reminded that God is indeed for us. And at the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, God becoming human, living, dwelling among us, we are reminded that God is with us. I offer this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.